talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season three, episode three, none of the above. Dun dun dun. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you did it. It's a mystery this week. <laughs> Yay! It's a whodunit. Did you like this episode? Well, I like every episode. Um, but <laughs> I I have to say my least favorite character right now is Andy. She really made me like not happy today. Yeah, I agree. I think the I feel like the writers are really just doing her like character assassination and the audience just is really not liking her because mm-hmm. she's so this is only her second episode back and she really is just unlikable even her um her conversation with pacey when she was giving him back his stuff she, like she was very cold-hearted yeah but... she's really mean to him and i mean i get that she's like upset with him because of what he said but she doesn't really have the right i feel like to be upset because he spoke his truth and she's the one that fucked up. So <laughs> yeah, literally fucked somebody. So yeah. So I actually, um, I didn't watch this earlier. I watched it last week. So I don't remember everything until we start getting into the notes, <laughs> my notes, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of in my, in my brain. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, but before we get into the episode, why don't we just do a quick catch up? So has uh, what's going on with you, Jamie? Anything new? Anything exciting? Nothing really too exciting. My life is pretty much still just the same. K-dramas or J-dramas or C-dramas or T-dramas. And not a lot of books. I haven't really picked up a book in a while. I look at them every day. <laughs> but I just can't seem to, to pick one up right now. Um, and just listening to... K-pop. I've discovered a couple new artists that I'm really digging aside from BTS, but BTS, I still go back to them. I love them. Uh, everything I, every time I watch anything with them, I just get, just, they just make me happy. So, but yeah, nothing exciting. That's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much it. How about you? Well, we didn't record last week because we, we decided to just take a short break because, you know, life happens. So, mm-hmm. A lot has happened for me, like in the past two weeks, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but what did we do? Uh, we we had like a Sunday date. We went to see the Northman, Northman. I don't know Northman, with um, Alexander Skarsgård, who is so fucking hot. He, yes, do you, you know who he is, right? Yeah. It wasn't like my type of movie. But Justin wanted to see it and he bought the tickets and everything. And I'm like, well, I can't say no. (laughs) He already bought them. So he was like, we're going to go see this movie on Sunday and we'll go to the bookstore and like we'll go to the mall and whatever. So I was like, all right, whatever. So we got up early and we did our thing. The movie was excellent. I have to tell you, I didn't think I would even like it, but I did. And he really is such a good actor. and And I feel like if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. But you know, he's half naked throughout the whole thing, which is nice, <laughs> but um, yeah, he's definitely known for being without clothes. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was a really good movie. I recommend it. Um, 
But yeah, then we just had a nice day. We went to the bookstore later because it's all in the same area. But I also got into this show called Love, Victor on Hulu, which is something that Justin kept telling me to watch. He was like, it's just like Dawson's Creek. So you might really like it. And I was like, Justin, I don't want to watch it. Like, I'm already busy watching my other things. Like, stop forcing it on me. And he would get so mad because like, I'd be in the room watching something. Like I was watching my Sydney Housewives, okay? Do you know how long I've been trying to watch the Sydney Housewives and it's finally on Tubi? So I was like watching it all Saturday, one Saturday, because I don't do anything on Saturday unless I like take my niece out. <laughs> so right. I was like, I'm going to just relax all day and watch the Sydney Housewives. So he comes home and he's all pissy and he's like, I want to watch my show. You would really like it. Just put it on. I was like, I'm not putting it on right now. So he got all mad at me. But last week, last Thursday, he he said, just come in and watch this. And he put it on. Jamie, it is such a cute show. It's about it's a spinoff of the movie Love, Simon, which I've never watched. But it's mm-hmm. about like a young gay teen who's like trying to figure out how to come out and like his group of friends in this like fancy high school. And everybody's like super attractive in it. But they're <laughs> all in high school. Um I liked it a lot. There's two seasons so far. And then the third season, I think, comes out next month. So I'm excited to watch that. So, like, we'll have something to watch together. But the kid who was in this show, I think his name is Michael Samino. Jamie, he looks like he looks like a um, Disney prince. Really? He's so fucking cute. I I said, oh, my God, he's so attractive, this kid. I said, he's making me hate myself. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know oh, what his heritage is, his heritage is, but he's so cute. What's the show called again? Love Victor. Like V I C T O R. Yeah, never mind. I found it. Michael Semino. Semino. I think it's Semino. I want to say. Well, he's pretty. Right? He's so cute. So cute. He's got he's got really pretty eyes too. He's uh-huh. a baby. I know. <laughs> When I saw when he was born, I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is not normal. He's a baby. Um, It's a really cute show. And um, I'm excited to uh, see the third season. And besides that, I also watched the show Impeached on FX, which is all about the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton scandal. uh And um, I've been meaning to watch it for a while now. And I'm glad I did. It really opened up my eyes to Bill Clinton (laughs) because like I was really young when all that happened. And it was obviously coming from the perspective of Monica Lewinsky because I think she was a producer on it. But I totally believe everything that she said happened. I really do believe that he was like having an affair with her and like said all these things to her. I really do. And it just sort of opened up my eyes about like Bill Clinton and what a scumbag he is. But it was really good. It was very fantastical with some of the things that they do because it is a Ryan Murphy show, which he's so all over the place sometimes. But if Monica Lewinsky was part of this, it's coming from like the horse's mouth. You know what I mean? So it was interesting, though. I don't think the girl who played her uh, looked like her at all, but she did a pretty decent job. And Sarah Paulson played Linda Tripp, who was recording all their conversations and she did like amazing playing Linda Tripp. <laughs> I don't know. You're probably so young. Like you probably even remember any of these people, but I remember them because I was in like, I think I was in like high school when it was happening, but it was really good. I, I really liked it. 
other than that, I've just been working and talking to you <laughs> a lot and just keeping up with you. I appreciate it. Also, I wanted to tell you, I looked it up. Michael is native. Uh, well, he's from Vegas, uh, but he's Puerto Rican and Italian German descent. No, I like it. Yeah. He's so it up. cute. He's so cute. All right. Well, with that, I think we should just get into this episode because you only have 77% on your phone. <laughs> 72% now. Great. It'll die before we get to the end. <laughs> so this week we are recapping season three, episode three, none of the above aired October 13th, 1999, directed by Patrick R. Norris and written by Hadley Davis. All right. So I remember last week you said, um, our last episode, you said that you thought that they were done with the bedroom opening. I know. Uh, well, they proved me wrong this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. So we open in Dawson's bedroom and we see Felicity playing on his TV. And we cut to Dawson and he shuts a book and he says, this isn't exactly working out the way that I had planned. The whole point of hanging out was to talk and get to know each other. And then we cut to Eve and she says, then can we have sex? He says he's not ruling it out, but he starts to get nervous. He says, first things first, movie night, we're supposed to watch movies. And Eve tells him that she prefers TV. So then Dawson says, you've got to be kidding. And Eve is just really bitchy. And she goes, actually, no. (laughs) And this is when Dawson turns into a film nerd. And he tells her that movies are an art form. TV is just the pablum they stick between beer commercials and eve calls him a snob so she says a tv show is just like a movie except shorter with built-in bathroom breaks and you get a new sequel every week and dawson says he hates sequels just on principle alone so eve's like whatever i'm watching the show we cut back to felicity and it's ben talking and it was very funny because it, it like watching that small clip of felicity in this episode it literally like took me back to when I used to watch it because they were so super like serious on Felicity. It was so funny because whenever they would see each other, they would, they would always go like, Hey, 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 (laughs) like that's, it was so like dramatic and the way that they would talk. It was so funny. Yeah. I didn't, I don't remember really watching it. Yeah. I think you told me that before. I think you should check it out and see what you think. I feel like I had it. I had it on. I have it on a watch list on wherever it's streaming because I came across it, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should check this show out now that I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I obviously haven't watched it. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to watch it when you were 12. <laughs> I mean, when was that show coming out? Um, I feel like it came out like right after Dawson's Creek came out. It had to come out in like '99. So I was like nine. Well, let's see. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. It ended in 2002. It aired in 98. So I was eight when it was out. It was like the same age as, as Dawson's Creek, basically. I wonder if it came out the same year as Dawson's Creek. It said 98. Uh, first episode was September 29th of 98. Four seasons total. Oh, okay. So Dawson's Creek started in March, mm-hmm. I believe, or January of 1998. Yeah, I believe so. I don't remember. You're asking me. You're the, you're the fat king. I think it did. I think it started in January of 1998 because I was in high school. It was like a mid-season show. So it started in January of 98, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. 
So the following year when the new sh- shows premiered, that's when Felicity started. So like Dawson's Creek started in January. It was on for however many months. It went on hiatus. And then when everything came back on, um, Felicity the, yeah. new ser- the new season started. Felicity started. And then Dawson's was in its second season by then. Correct. That makes sense. Okay. Sense. <laughs> I can sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm picking up the foot down. <laughs> I'm going to drool tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So we see that Eve is just really into the show. And Dawson says, take Felicity, for example. You've seen one hour of overanalytical teenage angst. You've seen them all. Don't get me wrong. She's pretty. But what kind of heroine is she? She's indecisive. She's basically paralyzed by some romantic notion of the way things are supposed to be. If you ask me, she's kind of chatty. And Eve says, she's you. And I thought that was so funny because the writers are literally just making fun of their own show now. Yeah, I kind of I like when shows do that, though. It means they can take a joke. You know what I mean? If you can laugh yeah. at yourself, you're, you're golden. If you can't laugh at yourself, your life is way too serious. <laughs> oh, I totally agree. I think I feel like that's like one of our mottos on on Creek Talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> laugh at yourself. It's okay, really. <laughs> yeah, like if you're not gonna laugh at yourself, then no. Why not you laugh at yourself instead of having other people laugh at you? <laughs> laugh with them, not at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean. <laughs> You know that I know that you know. You know that I know. know. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. (laughs) So Dawson's offended, and then Eve gets up, and she stands, like, directly in front of him. She's sort of, like, distracting him. And she says, she's you, Dawson, except she's in college, a girl. And he finishes her sentence, and and he says, and a fictional character on a television show. (laughs) I was like, exactly, she's you. (laughs) And she says, exactly, think about it. You're straight out of central casting. Perfect hair, perfect skin, our hero. And he says, you obviously weren't watching last season. It was far from perfect. And then she looks back at the TV and he says, you know, which is in general my complaint about television. It's not reality. It's perfection. And he tells her that nobody ever blows it or gets tested in any real way or makes a wrong choice or a bad choice. And he's getting distracted by her chest area. (laughs) And she goes and turns off the TV and she says, Don't you know that's where I come in? You know, the second season, shake things up, screw with the status quo. And this whole time she's like starting to like cradle him. And then she pushes him down on the bed until she's laying on top of him. And he says, ah, the temptress who will test our hero's very moral fiber. And she says, will he survive unscathed? Stay tuned. And he says, you know what else I hate about television? They always cut to commercial, the best part. And she's like, on top of him like god knows what they're gonna do and we cut to the opening credits (laughs) i know i laughed at that when it happened you know they always go in commercial the best part and then it was the opening song um so yeah i really really liked this opening i thought it was very meta i liked that they were like talking about themselves and the show in general it was very meta what the fuck does that mean um all right i'll give you the actual definition because you asked me this before I don't remember. <laughs> Metamorphosis. <laughs> That's what I think of when you say meta. Metamorphosis. All right. Meta means referring to itself or to the conventions of its genre. Self-referential. What does, okay. being, what does being meta mean? 
Relatedly, in colloquial English, meta has become an adjective, which essentially means extremely self-aware, self-reflective, or self-referential. So like Dawson's Creek is being meta on itself when they're talking about themselves the way they are in the opening. So I feel like I just had a PSAT lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Did you steal the test? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> you just did. And an example. It was a sentence and an example. <laughs> so now we hear an alarm clock ringing and we see Joey wake up in a panic and she jumps out of bed. She's already dressed. And we actually get an idea of what her bedroom looks like. <laughs> like where she's sleeping, what she's sleeping on. So, Today at least. That, it's um, not the pullout couch this time. Or is it? <laughs> no, I think it is the pullout couch. Oh, we just get a different angle of the room. Yeah. <laughs> it helps me a little bit. <laughs> um, we cannot fixate on, I know. on the structure of the Potter Shack. <laughs> so we see her running through an empty hallway. She's banging on a classroom door, calling out to Dawson, but he doesn't hear her. And she's trying to get into the class. So then we hear the alarm go off again, and she's like holding her ears, and we cut to her in bed again. It was like a dream within a dream. So she's having like stress dreams. And I, for one, have had these kind of dreams myself. <laughs> yeah. But she wakes up in bed again, but she's wearing her pajamas. So we know it's like a totally different day. So now we cut to Andy. She's doing sit-ups and she's doing her flashcards. We hear the newswoman on TV say it's 65 degrees out. And Andy and the newswoman say at the same time, another glorious day on the Cape. And the newswoman continues and she's talking about how millions of teens around the country are cramming for this weekend's exam, the PSAT. And I wrote, oh, it's not Gal. Gal's not doing the news. It's a different woman. No, because Gail's in Philadelphia. I know. It's just so funny because that would have been Gal. Oh, no. Andy is literally talking back to the TV at this point. And then she mentions how competitive this year has been. And Andy says, competitive? Ha, try this on for size. Dogmatic, synonyms, single-minded, stubborn, obdurant, adamant, antonyms would be, and then we cut to Jack and Jen rushing out of the house together, and she says, wishy-washy, ambivalent, equivocal, and she looks at Jack and says, what, you thought Dawson was the only one with such a prolific vocabulary? (laughs) Jack says, no, he just didn't think that they really had to study with their newfound extracurricular activities. And she says, easy there, Tiger, you haven't won that football scholarship yet. And she fans out the flashcards in front of him and she tells him to pick a card. So then he picks nonchalant. Synonyms would be carefree, languid, oblivious. And we cut to Pacey and he's sound asleep in his bed and he looks like he's kind of smiling while he's sleeping. (laughs) We cut to Mr. Green. We're now in class and he's asking for the class to name antonyms for the word. And he calls on Dawson. And Dawson says, alert, attentive, concerned. This was all very smart how they did this with the wordplay because mm-hmm. I did not pick up on this when I watched it the first time. Like it really just, I didn't care about any of this, but watching it now, I was like, it was such a funny little like puzzle that they just did here with all these like words. Everything you're saying is basically, yeah. Uh, the only thing that I really had to add about besides the fact that it's really smart that they were using that vocabulary is man. I do not miss studying for the SATs or the PSATs and taking those. Like, I do not miss any of that high school life. No, me either. I remember taking the PSATs, but honestly, I never took the SATs. 
I did. I don't remember what my score was, but I took them. I think I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Don't ask me what any of the scores were. I don't know. <laughs> I remember that I, for some reason, I struggled in like the reading comprehension, which is really funny because I'm a book blogger. <laughs> <laughs> but in school, I actually, I, I did struggle a little bit with certain, certain things. Like when I was in elementary school, um, I took extra like language classes for spelling and um, and probably reading comprehension. And I don't really remember why, but I remember I was in like a group outside of like my normal class. So I was in like some kind of like extra class of some, some sort for a while. I had like a tutor, but I don't remember like the specifics. I just know that I, I had these things. Um, so like throughout my like academic career, I had struggled with reading comprehension but then I think the problem really was the books that they had us reading. I just couldn't pay attention to it. Yeah. Because I clearly don't really have that issue now. <laughs> no. No. So. And, I wouldn't, and it's, it's funny because I wouldn't think that you had that kind of problem in general. Because if anything, I feel like you're like too comprehensive. Because <laughs> I could be like, I don't want to, I don't understand this. So I'm going to just ask Jamie what this means. And then you'd be like, well, <laughs> let's read it. I guess those extra classes in school paid off. <laughs> You're helping me with my laziness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie, I don't know if what this means. I think I know. Just explain it to me in like layman's term. <laughs> right? I do my best. <laughs> no, I mean, you work hard and you study and, um, you know. Stuff just kind of works out, usually. Well, when you're paying attention to the things that are important and, like, you actually want to do it, that's when it's different. But when you're forced to do something that you don't necessarily, like, care about, you're not going to pick up what you're even, what's even in front of you, you know? Exactly, exactly. You just said it. You weren't interested in what you're having read and... And you, you know, what's really funny about me even just saying that I think at the time I just didn't appreciate those books because now I love them. I ha- I own a good chunk of like the school reading material books. I'm pretty yeah. sure I even have ones that are probably on the, you know, uh, summer reading list. <laughs> well, yeah, no, definitely those, but no, I'm the, um, the like forbidden book list or whatever. What do they call it? Banned book list. I'm pretty sure I have banned books too, because they're classics and the only reason why they're banned is because it hurts some people's feelings. Well, too bad. So sad. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. And now you can read those bad books. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, cancel, uh, cancel culture is just destroying life right now. People just need to get over it. If their, their feelings get hurt, if your butt hurt, just then it doesn't concern you, you know, go away. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's everybody's offended by everything i know um so dawson's like alert attentive concerned and then he says that is provided you believe that the psat is a true measure of intelligence and not a culturally biased weapon against the poor and disenfranchised so mr green says that's a good point standardized testing isn't perfect and some might say it's designed to trip you up mess with your mind generally convince you that you're not as smart as you think you are and he says but if you want to go to college it's the only game in town bell rings and everyone's rushing out and mr green asks joey to stick around so andy and pacey are in the hallway they literally bump into each other 
So she literally drops all of this shit that she's holding. Like it was a massive amount of stuff that the prop department probably was like, just hold all this. It's just very funny. So then Andy says, God is not this humorless. So they both bend down to pick up all the shit she dropped and they like bump their heads. She says, don't worry, Pacey. This isn't going to be one of those horribly awkward hope boy didn't mean all those hurtful things he said during the breakup moment. And he says, well, that's a relief because I sure don't want to play the guy feels guilty about the breakup, even though it was girl who had an affair with the mental patient scene. (laughs) And she says, fair enough. So they're both on the floor picking up all of her fucking nonsense. (laughs) It's all over the floor. He asks her if she's ever heard of over-preparing for a test. And she says, as opposed to what? Not preparing at all. And he says, as opposed to making yourself crazy over something with the word practice in front of it. If you want to throw away everything we've, I mean, you've worked for, that's fine by me. So she tells him that she's not going to let their little bump in the road throw her off her chosen course. She has this like smug smile on her face. She says, see you around. And she walks off. So he's left sitting on the floor alone. And I wrote, he's wearing an outfit that I most definitely owned. (laughs) And I would totally wear again. And he was wearing those Velcro sandals, which I really want to pair off now. (laughs) But they were like the good ones. They weren't like those shitty ones that like. You talk about Pacey shoes? Yeah, I really, I liked this whole outfit. I am always, I've always been like iffy with those gladiator like sandals that guys wear because I've seen a lot of guys wear those shoes with socks and it just hurts my head. (laughs) I know we've talked about that before, but look, I don't don't wear sandals with socks. I think it's weird. Yeah. So now we cut to Joey and Mr. Green. He's telling her that she has a shot at a national merit scholarship. And she says, that's what everyone keeps telling me. And he notices that she's under a lot of pressure and she tells him that she couldn't sleep last night and that she keeps thinking that if she doesn't ace this exam, she'll end up making beds and cleaning toilets at the dead end motel for the rest of her life. (laughs) Like she's so fucking dramatic. Joey's like the smartest person, like in Cape side. (laughs) Yeah, I know. The fact that she thinks that she'll end up working as a hotel maid and like never go to college or become something still in her junior, junior year of high school. It's so fucking ridiculous to me. (laughs) So he tells her just to take the night off and just relax, hang out with a friend, run a movie. And he tells her that she's going to do fine, better than fine. And he tells her that the faculty and himself have all the confidence in her. So she does her like little side smile and she looks relieved. So now we cut to Dawson and he's at his locker. Joey walks up and says, Dawson, since we've agreed to peace with honor, would it be against the rules of engagement to ask you for help? I wrote that was a mouthful. And he says, sure. She says, good, because I could use some. And he's like, well, what do you want? So she says, a night of mindless entertainment. Jurassic Park, or maybe one of those meteorite asteroid atomic bomb movies where Bruce Willis or George Clooney or someone with a receding hairline somehow manages to save the entire planet without breaking a sweat. (laughs) And she tells (laughs) she tells him that she just needs something to take her mind off the test. Sounds like somebody wants to watch The Fifth Element. (laughs) (laughs) Or um, what was the other one that the one with Ben Affleck? Don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to fuck you because I miss you, babe. Armageddon. Armageddon, yeah. Armageddon. That's that's what I thought of. Because I'm leaving on a jet plane. 
Yeah, he is very <laughs> cute. He's yeah. very um I like his like authoritiveness. That's yeah, that's what it is. It's his like, you know, I, he's he's very bossy, but I like it. Yeah, I like <laughs> it it works on him. He's got a very good uh dominant personality yeah. when he's teaching. That's when he, it's not like an annoying dominance. It's like it's a good dominance. <laughs> Take control. Yeah, like, why top. isn't why isn't Dawson like this? Oh, right. He's like his mom, I guess. But even her, I don't know. Where did Dawson come from? He must be the mailman's child. I don't know. <laughs> he does not take up after his father. He's Bob's. <laughs> Bob's oh. real dad. Yeah, right. Back to you, Bob. <laughs> She's like, Dawson, I have to tell you something. Bob is your old father. <laughs> You're going to be an anchor man. <laughs> pull, pull a Star Wars. No. <laughs> Dawson, I am your father. <laughs> oh, by the way, everybody, it's May 4th right now. So yeah, maybe with you. And tomorrow's Revenge of the Fifth for all my Star Wars geeks <laughs> out there. I love you. <laughs> it's so funny because I meant to say that in the beginning and I totally forgot. Oh, so mad that you remembered. Um, so back to Mitch. So Mitch says. Gay or straight, you're still the new kid on the block and you are not protecting the football the way that you should. Now go again. He says, now go again. And I wrote, <laughs> Jamie, I wrote, I've never seen Mitch so assertive. <laughs> I know. It was fantastic. It was a nice side of him I've never seen before. I'm, I was digging it. So Jack goes again. He doesn't make it that far again. He, they flip him over. Henry comes over to see if he's okay. He asks him how many fingers he's holding up. And Jack says he's going to hurl. So now we're at the boat gas station and Joey is talking to Rob. He's talking to her about advice he gave someone saying to give the ladies what they want. Yeah, because Joey is um, at this point, she's putting sodas in a cooler while having this conversation. And I don't even know what prompted him to have this kind of personal conversation with an employee, but he's just going on about you know, his relations and how he's just like, you know, just give the girl what she wants. And then Joey turns around and is like, you know what I want? I want off Friday night so I can study for the PSATs on Saturday. <laughs> and he gives it to her with yeah. strings. Well, he doesn't say it with strings, but he just gives it to her. Yeah. And he's actually being like nice. He's yeah, actually he's actually, creep. he appears to be a decent person at this moment, just for right this minute. It doesn't last. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Him taking, even revoking it later. I don't know if that's because he was mad because Joey like kind of messed up and she got like an attitude or if he was mad at her for not going out with her. Oh, that's what happens. That's what happens. So yeah, Yeah. it it did kind of have strings attached because he says he um, starts to like, like sympathize for her because he understands, he says he understands what it was like, but he tells her that he got a ringer to take the test for him. And she says, what, daddy built the university? And he says, no, just endowed it. <laughs> he actually tells her that he won a scholarship for the, um... <laughs> he's such an asshole. Like she's, she's trying so hard to win a scholarship for these stupid tests. And he tells her that he got someone to take the test for him. And it got, got a scholarship out of it. I know. <laughs> Fucking douchebag. So she tells him that since she doesn't have that kind of cash, she thanks him and she says that I owe you one. 
So he asks That's her. That's her first mistake. She never should have said, I owe you one. Just say thank you and yep. walk away. Yep. People, you don't actually owe your boss anything. Nothing. No. You don't owe your boss anything. So she says, I owe you. And then he asks her out for a post PSAT celebration on Saturday night. And she tells him that she's married. And he says, oh, sure. I thought you were going to say you, wa- you had to wash your hair. And she says, no, that's Wednesdays. <laughs> she says, actually, the truth is I'm a lesbian. And he says, anyone I know. And they both laugh and they have like a nice moment. And he says, so is it a date? And she says, would it be all right if I just said no? And he says, yeah, sure thing, Potter. No problem. So he walks off and he seems okay. And then she turns around and she looks kind of like awkward. <laughs> We're going to come back to that later. <laughs> yeah. Now we cut to Dawson's bedroom window. It's wide open. He looks out and sees nothing. He looks again and there's an apple on his windowsill. He laughs and he says he was starting to worry. So we see that Eve pops into the scene and says she was looking for the perfect apple. She says, go ahead, take a bite. See if it tastes as good as it looks. And he says, and if I do, Eve says, then you will forever know the difference between good and evil. This is exactly what we were just talking about. Yeah, it is because of the whole biblical sense with Eve and Adam and the apple and, you know, (laughs) yeah. So she tells him to join her outside on the roof. She says it's a beautiful night. He tells her that he hasn't been out there since he and Joey were still. And she cuts him off and she says, Joey, you mean the ubiquitous brunette? And she says, the one who hasn't learned the power and sway she holds over the hearts of men. And Dawson explains who she is. And she lives down the creek. She used to spend the night before we developed secondary sexual characteristics. She used to spend the night before we developed secondary sexual characteristics. What does that mean? Secondary sexual characteristics. Hormones? I guess. Secondary sexual characteristics. Like, I was getting a boner when she was laying next to me at night. (laughs) (laughs) What would primary be? (laughs) Yeah, I guess that would just be your genitals. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So Eve says that she had a boy next door named Monroe when they lived on the base. And Dawson says, Army brat. She says, U.S. Army, born and bred. And she tells him that she could see into Monroe's bedroom. And Dawson says, That sounds convenient. So she tells him that the only problem is he was her dad's commanding officer. And Dawson looks shocked. So I got really confused by this because she said the boy next door and now all of a sudden the boy next door is actually the commanding officer of her father. Yeah. So this must have been a really young star in the army. I don't, that's really weird to me. Or he was older. (laughs) So why would she say boy? Because she's Eve. Because she lies about everything. Or we don't really know. We don't really know what she's talking about. She might not actually be an army brat. She could just be pulling shit right out of her head. So fair. So at this point, she hands him an envelope, like a big manila envelope. It's an advanced copy of Saturday's PSAT test. And he says, why are you showing me this? And she says she was planning on giving it to him. And he says that he couldn't. She says, don't be so selfish, Dawson. If it goes against your moral code, I could understand. But surely there must be someone you know who could use it. And she tells him that the apple was a metaphor. This is the real thing. It cuts to like a commercial break. And then when we come back, we're at the school. And Pacey says, an envelope. This is why he covertly hushed us into a corner. And Joey tells him to read the fine print and says, ETS, as an educational testing service. Jen says, Dawson, this is not what I think it is. And he says, think again. And Andy's like, oh, God, 
oh my gosh. <laughs> and Jack says, how did you get it? And Dawson says, does it matter? And Andy says, of course it matters. When we're all incriminated and sent to a federal prison, I like to know just who I'm taking the rap for. <laughs> <laughs> and Dawson tells him someone gave it to him. Joey is looking angry again. And she says, a certain someone with blonde locks whose name happens to rhyme with Steve. <laughs> and Pacey says, she's good. <laughs> Joey says, once again, Dawson Leary proves the groin is mightier than the brain. (laughs) (laughs) So Jen asks if he looked inside. It could be a joke because anybody could just whip up a label. And Pacey goes to find out. And Andy says, go ahead, Pacey. Way to complete your return to the halls of academic loserdom. Like, she's such a bitch. She really is mean to him, like, the entire episode. Like, she just called him a loser. I know. She's just... I don't know. I don't understand why she's so mad at him. What was she expecting to happen? She cheated on him. Was she expecting him to just say, oh, you know, it's okay, Andy, don't do it again. And everything's going to be fine. Like, I'll give you a second chance. Like, I don't know what she was expecting to happen, but she's mad at him. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's yeah. just, she's so spoiled. Yeah. She thought she could just do and whatever she wanted. And then he would just like. It's so hard to say that she's spoiled too, just because she's been through so much, but she really was just banking on him being like understanding in that kind of sense where they could just go back and, and do it again. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. This is the consequence for that kind of action. I just think for somebody who claims to love somebody as much as she did, you know, all last season, I would never call my significant other even if you know yeah like because i would still have those feelings i feel like if we just broke up i mean it's obviously out of anger but like so rude to to pacey to even say that to him it's just so ridiculous to me yeah she might even be a little bit hurt but the hurt really is from her own doing um and usually when people are hurt they just they get angry um people hurt people (laughs) they do misery loves company but Even later, she says something along the lines of, you know, with this little, our relationship being a little bump in the road. And she literally just like referred to their relationship being a little bump in the road. And that's really stuck out to me because I was like, you know, for somebody who was claiming that they had this epic love to dwindle it down to a small little bump in the road really makes you question how genuine your feelings were the first time. Like, are you really that mad? Uh, because you fucked up and you don't like the consequences of your actions and it resulted in you know the ending of this relationship or did you just not really care that much at all to begin with and this epic lie was basically what happened and you know it's a little bump in the road now I just I don't know I have some thoughts on it and I like I said I really just was not a fan of Andy this this episode she's just she came back a different person yeah she definitely did it's just bizarre to me so pacey tells her to open it up after all cheating seems to be an activity that you're real comfortable with these days and jack tells him that nobody's opening it he tells dawson to just bring it back to wherever he got it and nobody ever saw it and jen says not to sound like a typical high school student but apparently as the only typical high school student what's the harm in peaking and pacey says peaking I can have us a detailed crib sheet in half an hour. (laughs) And Dawson admits that his first reaction was to dump it. He says, but you heard Principal Green. These things are a game. And as wrong as cheating is, he wanted to bring it up to everyone for discussion. 
And Joey snaps, morals to Dawson. Come in, Dawson. (laughs) She says, this is wrong. Besides, it's the PSATs. No one's even required to take it, let alone do well. He says, unless you want to qualify for a national merit scholarship. So Jen grabs it and says, or if you've been too busy getting the crap eaten out of you to study. And Jack says, or if you really want to go to Harvard. Nandy says, or if a failed relationship has put you through the emotional ringer and you just don't care these days. Pacey says, or if you've just been too darn busy getting busy. And the test is back in front of Dawson. Every time they like are talking to it, the speaker is moving the manila folder across the table in front of the person they're referring to. And then that person refers to somebody else and moves the manila folder. At the end, it just ends up right back in front of Dawson. (laughs) Exactly. Dawson says, the point is we could all use it for something. So then Mr. Green comes into the class and Dawson turns over the envelope and we hear the fire alarm go off. Dawson's like lingering as everyone's leaving and Mr. Green notices and tells them to leave. They have to go. And we see that the envelope is still on the desk. So everybody's outside now. When we come back to the classroom, we see Dawson on the floor looking for the test. And everybody comes in and they're all like surrounding Dawson and he tells them all that it's gone. And Joey's panicked and Jack says, you just left it here? And Dawson said he had no choice. Green was hovering. And Jen says, very seriously, okay, I took it. And they all turn around and look at her and she raises her hand and says, ah, joking. (laughs) (laughs) He could have totally taken that the manila envelope and just walked out and Mr. Green would have never even knew. It's so dumb that he would even leave it there. I don't know why. He hesitated too long. Like as soon as the alarm went off, he said, all right, everybody go leave your things and just go. If he would have just grabbed it and turned the opposite direction of where he was standing, he would have been totally fine. Uh, But he hesitated. And then at that point, you know, the principal was at the table and they were supposed to leave everything where it was. Literally, they were just supposed to pick themselves up and leave and leave like all their stuff there. So by the time that you know, he got to the table, he couldn't do it because if he did, he would have been like, well, I told you to leave your stuff. What are you doing? Like, what are you so worried about this folder for? Like, it probably would have prompted questions, but I'm glad that he at least had the foresight to flip it over (laughs) so that the label was, you know, facing the table and not like bam in your face. But yeah. But realistically, like, haven't you ever been in a fire drill and you just take your stuff with you? Yeah. Especially since they just got in there and he literally just put this backpack down on the ground i would have just picked both things up and walked out regardless like no i mean i'm just gonna bring this in with me well (laughs) Well, that's because too like my my purse stuff was already in there my wallet like i'm not leaving that stuff behind i know um dawson asks pacey if he circled the rounds and saved all of their lives and pacey says excuse me and dawson tells him that it's missing and pacey says "Uh uh-huh And Dawson's confused. He says, "Uh uh-huh, is it missing? Or, "Uh uh-huh, you don't have it. And Pacey says, both or neither. I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) And Andy tells him to quit screwing around. So Pacey tells her he's not. He's just as upset as she is, dismayed, even brokenhearted. And at this point, Mr. Green walks in and sees them all standing together. He calls them the McLaughlin Group, all here at Capeside. And I never looked up that reference. I didn't even know what that meant. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't think I even care. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I think when he said that, I was like, huh? And then I was like, nah, whatever. <laughs> I was like, are they, lawyer- are they lawyers? They have to be lawyers. So I heard McLaughlin, right? Maybe they're lawyers or something, but I was like, Sarah McLaughlin? No, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's where I went. <laughs> it was the Sarah McLaughlin group all standing around together. <laughs> Talking about the sad animals. <laughs> all here at Cape Side. All here at Cape Side. Right before the PSATs. So Mr. Green tells them that the PSATs aren't an oral exam and for them to get back to working independently. Now we cut back to Joey. She's at the boat gas station. She's overfilling a boat and Rob yells at her and gives the guy his gas for free. So Joey tells him that he didn't have to do that. She says, so I filled the tank and spilled a little. It's not exactly Exxon Valdez. So Rob tells her that the $38 is coming out of her paycheck and consider your precious night off canceled. What? And he says, you heard me. You're working tomorrow night. So that's how it's going to (laughs) be. That's how what's going to be. And she tells him that this is all about his bruised ego. She says, not used to female rejection, are you, Rob? And he says, I, you have no idea what you're talking about. So now we're with Jen. She's wrapping Jack's torso up in an ace bandage. And she tells her he's turning in his helmet. And she's like, you can't. And he says, watch me. She says, okay, you want to be a quitter? Go ahead and be a quitter. And he tells her that the reverse psychology isn't going to work. And she tells him that when you quit something, you're telling yourself that you're not good enough. And he says, oh, so what you're saying is what I learned out on the field about gridiron and pain will be of infinite value later on in life. And she calls him a smart ass. And she says, how about this? You caught the ball. Call me corny, but fate tossed you that ball. Who knows why, but it did. Maybe you're meant to be a well-known gay athlete who inspires others to come to terms with who they are. Maybe you're meant to help this school to actually win a few games and develop a sense of morale. Or maybe this is just the first step towards meeting someone else in a similar situation. You don't know the reason, but until you do, hang on to that ball. He says, that was cheesier than your first response. She goes over to tighten up his bandage and he yells out in pain. And she says, never talk back to somebody who could cut off your air supply. And she like- I laughed so hard at that. his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I always remember this image of her doing that, wrapping his stomach in the ace bandage. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Why? Maybe it's because he's half naked. I <laughs> just always remember that. Now we're with Eve and Dawson. They're back at school. It's night. And he's looking all over the classroom with a flashlight. And she tells him that he's wasting his time. And he says, it's got to be here somewhere. How do you figure? He says, could you at least pretend to help me save my ass? And she says, well, it is a cute ass. But, and he says, but what? But we don't have a chance in hell of even finding what you're looking for. And he says, how? The test was on this table one minute. The next it's gone. Obviously it's gone. And she cuts him off. She noticed someone's coming. She shuts the window that they crawled in from and he turns off his flashlight. They crawl under a table where they would clearly be seen and heard. Yeah, and- yeah. They literally have a conversation while this guard is walking in and out of the room. I mean, how they didn't get busted. This guy must not be, he must be hard of hearing. Maybe he's got his beanies turned off. I don't know. But the fact that he didn't hear them or see them, he's a shitty guard. I'm just saying. They were literally talking to each other when he was right in front of them and he didn't like catch the light in their face. So stupid. He gives her a multiple choice of what would look better on his transcripts. And I wrote, they're talking and breathing so loud and the security guard who walked in would totally hear them. (laughs) She tells him that they should get out of there. Besides, if he really wants the exam back, it shouldn't be that difficult. And he says, well, what do you mean? And she tells him the test didn't just disappear. Someone took it. And he says, anyone could have taken it in that classroom. And she tells him, process of elimination. How many of those kids knew what was in that envelope? And he says, five, six, including him. And she asks him, who would steal something they didn't know the value of? See my point? So she tells him, right now, one of his friends is sticking their fingers through the pages and breaking the seal. 
she's got a point though i have to say yeah like my first instinct would be that one of my friends took this test because why would anybody else want this envelope why would anybody else pay attention to a random manila folder at a study table while they're trying to exit the building for a fire drill unless they knew what was the contents of that that folder right you know so i i understand that and i mean he's she's not wrong it's definitely one of them that took it it's just in his case his instincts were incorrect on who he decides to accuse because he's an asshole Mm -hmm. so now we see that the six of them are in uh, Mr. Green's office. They're all wearing the same clothes from the day before. Mr. Green's yelling at them about having a cheating scandal on their hands. And we see Joey get up and she just sets off the fire alarm. And we see that Joey was just dreaming again. <laughs> it was she so really funny. Has a lot of like stress dreams in this episode. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I like totally feel for her because I like have, I go through the same thing. But she like walked over and was like being like real cute about it. <laughs> She like just pushed it down and just was staring at Dawson the whole time. And he's like, what are you doing? It was pretty funny. Yeah, as soon as she stood up, I'm like, nope, she's in another dream. Because I couldn't remember until they were happening, like exactly what was going on. As soon as she stood up, I'm like, nope, this is one of her crazy dreams. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it was a dream when they were all wearing the same clothes. But I didn't know it was Joey. as soon, so I came back from that commercial break and my first instinct was like, wait, how did they get busted? And I'm like, Dawson probably said, I had these because, you know, guilty conscience. I had this test and somebody took it and these are my friends and I don't know who has it. And, you know, I have a guilty conscience. I have to tell somebody. So I'm telling you, it's like, that's what process like happened. I'm like, there's no way all of that happened within a, a commercial break. Right. They, they wouldn't just skip something so vital like that. So I was like, no, it must be a dream. So now we're back in class. They're all in class again. Joey asks Dawson what kind of black market booty he has for them today. So yeah, they're back in class again, but it's just the six of them. He called like another meeting. And he says that he called them all there because he wanted them all to have a chance to rectify the situation. And he says, whoever sold the test needs to give it back. And Jen says, wasn't it already stolen, Dawson? And Pacey says, I love the way she thinks. And he says, the point is that it's missing. Yesterday, it wasn't. So Joey asks, what's the harm in letting it be lost then? And Jack says that he agrees. Whoever took it was no more desperate than the rest of them, only quicker. And Andy asks if this bothers anyone else about what it says about their group's level of integrity. Like, shut the fuck up, Andy. Like, she's such a liar. Oh, my God. Because at this point, we already know that she took it. Like, let's be like, if you're listening to this, you already watched the episode. You know, Andy did this. So like watching all this back with her fucking dialogue about how she's like calling out the whole group's integrity when she's the one who fucking stole it. She's such an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) She really is. Like, don't talk to me about integrity when you're being a liar right now. Right. Give me a break. So Pacey basically tells her no. (laughs) And Jen says she's starting to feel like a psychologically abused lab rat. And Joey says, you're not the lab rat, Jen. Dawson is. And he says, watch it, Joey. She says, throwing parties, crashing boats, upstanding marching bands. If your rope wasn't anywhere yanked, you'd be a church bell. (laughs) And Pacey laughs at that. He's like, so funny. (laughs) It was funny. This is when she gets like very annoyed at home. Yeah. Um, Dawson tells her Eve has nothing to do with this. 
she says, oh no, it's typical Dawson Leary behavior to offer your friends contraband. And he says, she didn't tell me to do anything with that test. You're so blinded by her cover girl looks, you wouldn't even notice if she did. I bet when she offered you that test, she didn't fire one ethical comment her way, did you? It's just your friends who have to sit here and suffer through the Dawson Leary morality play. Bleach blonde hobags willing to put out need an audition. <laughs> and he says, are you finished yet? I could go on. I could keep going. Yeah, I could go on. <laughs> he says, I'm sorry I brought you on to this, but one of you had taken the charade to an... Oh yeah, he says charade. I was like, shut up. He says, I'm sorry I brought you all into this, but one of you had taken the charade to another level. And he tells him that he'll leave his locker unlocked and whoever has it can leave it in his locker by 5.30 p.m. Pacey says, the petty thief among them already left the crime scene. They're not going to return it now. What's the incentive? And Dawson says, to do the right thing. (laughs) And then they all leave. Andy stops Pacey in the hallway and she tells him that it's important. So then they go into another empty classroom because this school is filled with nothing but empty classrooms. Right, where are these students? They were already in one and now they're in another. (laughs) (laughs) and he tells her he doesn't have time for this and she says consider this final negotiations and he's pulling out all the stuff he gave her including dumbo dumbo it's a box box full of items that they ever like gave that he ever gave her so it had what cds a hat dumbo which is like a stuffed animal um there's a picture yeah, a picture of them and jewelry she said is in there, which really makes me wonder later when Pacey's drunk ass trips and the box goes flying into the water. Like, I hope there was nothing like expensive in there because it's forever lost to the sea. <laughs> well, that I don't understand. Why would she give back a piece of jewelry? I don't know. I wouldn't. I'd keep it. <laughs> if the gift too. is mine, you can't have it back. She's just being petty. Yeah, she's petty. being very petty. He tells her that it's a little harsh and she says, this isn't going to be one of those long drawn out breakups. You're not dealing with the basket case you met last year. I have my life in order and I intend on keeping it that way. I have a plan. No, wait, wait, no, wait. So she's, she's right. He's not dealing with the basket case from last year. He's dealing with a whole new basket case. <laughs> she's a whole new person. <laughs> she is. She's got a whole new personality where she's just a fucking asshole all the time. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Um, He says, oh, right, Harvard. She says, I wanted you to be a part of it. And if you can't, you get nothing. And he pulls out a photo of the two of them. And he says, not even memories. She says, especially not those. He says, fine. If those are the terms, where do I sign? And she looks at him and she says, you just did, Pacey. You just (laughs) did. (laughs) And she walks away. She really is an asshole. I can't believe I went to like really liking her character to just super hating her i know and i mean it didn't take us much did it <laughs> <laughs> no it didn't. we were all aboard the anti-train now we're like this fucking bitch <laughs> well i knew i remember um knowing that i really liked their relationship but i didn't like them after their relationship i honestly don't remember disliking her this much I look back last time you didn't care that much about Pacey. Now you like Pacey. (laughs) So now you care. (laughs) No, I'm thinking back on it now and I'm like, did I really just not pay attention to this show that much? (laughs) Or do I really just not remember? (laughs) You were just really, really focused on the Joey Dawson aspect and not the Pacey. Probably. I just I probably just fast forward to all the, the Katie Holmes scenes. 
Yeah. <laughs> not Katie Holmes, not related to Katie Holmes. Moving on. <laughs> Who's this Henry character? Now I'm like, Henry. Ooga. <laughs> 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 Your eyes bulge out. Your tongue just gets like, you know, three feet long, rolls back into your head. Exactly. And like Jack's half naked half the time. I'm like, Jesus I know. Christ. I really am seeing this with brand new eyes. <laughs> you know what it was? I was probably too embarrassed or like too ashamed to be like, or like have anybody like realize that I was enjoying it. I don't know. Maybe I just like blocked it out and I just, didn't give it that much like attention i don't know i don't know so now we're back at football practice henry is trying to help jack with his defense and he tells jack he needs a mantra anything to stop from thinking because he says thinking equals death and jack says why are you helping me and henry says two reasons first i want to win football games and without your magic hands we don't stand a chance and two And he pauses for a second. He says, you're gay, right? I mean, it's not supposed to be like a secret or anything, right? And he tells Jack that there's a girl he knows, more like an angel or a goddess. And Jack asks who? Henry says, I dream about her every night. Heavy dreams about her lips, her breasts, her legs. If she would just allow me near her to smell her sweet smell, maybe (laughs) even kiss me or take me in her arms, deliver me from suffering falsehood. It would prove that there wasn't anything bad or empty hearted in this world that couldn't be corrected. And Jack's just cracking up and he's like, slow down, Henry. And Henry says, do you see how I am? (laughs) And he's just begging for Jack's help. Jack says, we're both thinking about someone who I think you're thinking about. And Henry says, a certain head cheerleader. Jack says, Jen Lindley. And he starts to laugh. And Henry's like, what? Jack tells him, word to the wise. This is no reflection on you, but you're a freshman. You have as much chance with Jen Lindley as I do making it through that shoot tomorrow. And I wrote, Henry is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) He is adorable. He's so cute. His eyes are, he's got such cute eyes. Ugh. He's not even my type, Jamie. (laughs) I know. I know it's not, which is really funny. (laughs) It's so weird. Uh, Back at the boat gas station, (laughs) we see Joey studying and she goes out and she sees Pacey's her customer and he's totally drunk. So he tells Joey that Andy needed to cleanse him from her life to maintain her sanity. And the casualties were the contents of this box. He trips and falls and the box lands right into the bay. So... He asks Joey to call his dad and tell him that he's going to be hanging there for a while. Pacey sees the framed picture of him and Andy on the edge of the dock and he rolls over to grab it and he knocks it into the water and he leans over and we just see it bubbling down into the abyss. It was like Titanic. I'll never (laughs) let go, Jack. I'll never let go. I know. So many fucking Titanic references in this show. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) We're back at the school. It's after 5.30 and we're with Eve and Dawson. She tells him he's like a St. Bernard, loyal and faithful to the last. And he tells her in 30 seconds, he's going to open his locker and prove her wrong. So she asks him, how can he be so certain? And he says, because he believes in happy endings. He always has. She says, happy endings. That's a contradiction in terms if I've ever heard one. So he calls her cynical and she calls him naive and he opens up his locker and it's not there. 
She tells him, all is not lost, my sweet prince. And he says, leave me the hell alone. (laughs) I was like, what was that for? She says, are you sure? I bet I can help you get the test back. How? By telling you who took it. (laughs) She says, tell me who you think it is. And he's thinking. And then he says, I don't know. And she says, yes, you do. Whoever you were just thinking of, that's the thief. And he says, it's that simple. It is simple and not obvious. (laughs) I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And so her um, <laughs> method, her approach to this, <laughs> I understand her approach to this. It's very much relying on your gut instinct uh, and your knowledge of the situation. So like, I understand it, but it's just in this case, it doesn't work. It's not a foolproof process unless you're highly intuitive. <laughs> yeah. Which often is not. It's just, it was also like her weird way of just like not making him so mad at her too. Yeah, for sure. But then, but then the other thing is, who fucking cares? Why is he so concerned? Like, I would I just let it go. And if it came back on me, I would just deny it and just be like, I yeah. don't know. Like, they don't have why- proof. And right. his proof is gone. So he should just. Unless he really wanted a copy of it, like for his own gain, there really is no reason to hunt this down. Just stay out at this point and it's out of your hands and somebody has it and they use it or they don't use it. You'll know when the test results come back. Right. Yeah. It it was just so extra for him to be like going all through this. It's just ridiculous to me. Mm -hmm. So he tells her that if there's anything he's learned from the test is that the answer isn't the most obvious one. And she says, we're not talking about tests, Dawson. Take a look at your yearbook. The ones most likely to succeed usually succeed. Welcome to the real world, Dawson, where the first person to stab you in your back is your best friend. She's such an instigator. I know. (laughs) Now we're back at the boat gas station and Joey's asleep in the office. She was studying so much. And Pacey's outside and he's like half asleep sitting up. And we see Dawson walk up and Pacey says, well, if it isn't, Inspector Geta Clouseau. <laughs> and Dawson says, you're drunk. And he says, you're quick. And Dawson says, it's the night before the PSAT. Why are you drinking? He says, I don't need to study. I got the test, right? And he starts laughing. Dawson says, if you have it, Pacey, give it back. Like, why? Just let him fucking take the test. Like, who no. cares? And Pacey says, I wish I did, but he doesn't have it. It's not here. It's not at home under my bed with my playboys. It is nowhere to be found. And Dawson says, we've been friends for 16 years and I'm not stupid. Pacey says, friends, huh? That word friend actually implies you believe them when they're telling you something. Dawson says, when they're telling the truth. And Pacey just laughs. He's such a jerk. (laughs) So I read recently, I'll finish the scene, but I read recently an article that I posted to our Instagram um, all about season three and heading into season three. And it's so funny because I said in the first episode of the season that it feels like a totally different show. And the article actually says the same thing. It's yeah. so weird. So they lost a ton of writers heading into season three. There were only a couple that stayed on who were with season two, who kind of like knew their voices. Mm-hmm. And Apparently there was a lot of behind the scenes drama and James Vanderbeek and Joshua Jackson weren't getting along. So they came up with this story where, um, you know, the Joey and Pacey story, and it had a lot less 
there were a lot less scenes for James Vanderbeek and, and Josh Jackson to have together. So it kind of kept them separated throughout that season. Because those um, two were fighting. Yeah, they like didn't get along, which is, I <laughs> think it had a lot to do with the storyline and where it was going, because I think Dawson, Dawson, James Vanderbeek didn't like the way it was heading with the whole Joey and Pacey. And I guess it, because the show is named after his character. Oh uh, yeah, he was he was losing the spotlight. A little bit, yeah. I think it had a lot to do with that. Because in Busy Phillips' book, she says that when they were out to dinner, James Vanderbeek made a comment and said, um, you know, they they actually gave us like a season three. They should have canceled us or something like that. And she and that was already with by like season five. And she didn't understand why he even said it because like she was a struggling actress trying to find a job and she was so like grateful to even be on this show that's been on for so long. And he was so upset and annoyed at the way the show went. So yeah, that's, that's exactly why it's because they were, they were slowly phasing out Dawson. It feels like, even, like it. even in the later, even in the later seasons, we don't see him as much. Right. Because he I goes think, off to film school and it's, you know, more focused on Joey. We follow Joey around. She's a more favorable character. I do vaguely remember that towards that those last two seasons that he he like signed some like a contract or something about how he wasn't going to be so prominent. He wasn't going to do every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just going to do like he was doing other projects, but he would do the show. And that's why he was only on sporadically. Like it really did become about Katie Holmes character, but, um, but it's very interesting. I had never watched the show thinking that there was any sort of behind the scenes drama, but now that we're doing this podcast that I'm so fucking invested in the show again, I start going down YouTube rabbit holes and like Google. And I'm like, I had no idea, but that article I'll have to repost it if anybody wants to read it again, but it was very eye-opening and they just talk about how like it was just a shit show. And, you know, I don't know. It's very interesting to me all these years later because I never even knew anything about any of that stuff watching the show. So funny. So back to the scene. (laughs) Uh, Pacey says, you know, what's really rich about this whole situation is that you yourself were capable of stealing the test. You thought about it. You didn't throw it away or give it back to Eve. You brought the test to us. And Dawson says, I wanted to consult the people that I trusted to determine what the best thing was to do. I never thought anyone would be so weak or self-motivated to actually swipe it. And Pacey says, weak and self-motivated? Now, which one of those two colorful adjectives would I be? Dawson says, you are who you are, Pacey. He says, yes, I am, Dawson. So are you. You, Dawson Leary, are a self-righteous son of a bitch who cares more about his rose-colored, defunct 1950s belief system than the people who fail to live up to it. And Dawson says, interesting choice of words coming from a smug, cold-hearted son of a bitch who dumped his girlfriend after she begged and pleaded for one ounce of sympathy. (laughs) They both called each other a son of a bitch, didn't they? I know. (laughs) And Pacey says, at least I didn't send her father to prison. And he says, no, you just made her go crazy. (laughs) I was like, what? I know. When those were going on, my hands flew to my mouth. Yeah. And you know what? Like, if we really look at their body language and how these characters are going at it, the fighting that they must have been having, like you said in that article, probably really helped fuel the scene because it was really, 
it felt real. It did. You know what I mean? Like they were pissed at each other. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was very believable. Mm-hmm. So Pacey punches Dawson in the face and then Dawson punches Pacey and he falls to the ground and he, his mouth is all bloody. So then Joey comes out and she says, Dawson, what are you doing? <laughs> and Pacey says, it's all my fault. So then Joey goes to be with Pacey and she tells Dawson, this has got to stop. <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> What's next, Dawson? And who are you <laughs> yeah she's like i don't even know who you are you went to philly for one summer jesus <laughs> philly <laughs> well there's his problem <laughs> yeah who did he hang out with in philly <laughs> i don't know whatever gal's living in rittenhouse square she ain't like living in like <laughs> fucking south philly anywhere <laughs> true <laughs> she's hanging out in rittenhouse at like some fancy hotel down there so she asks Pacey if he's okay, and they both look at Dawson, and Dawson's a mess. And now they're in the little office, and Joey brings him a Joey brings Pacey a Pepsi for his lip, and he says, "I can't believe Dawson thought that I took the test." Joey says, "So what, Pacey?" And he says, "He thought if he earned anyone's respect, it was Dawson's. If the guy who knows you better than anyone on this earth thinks you're a loser," and Joey says, "Then maybe you are one." Come on, I thought you were a loser for years, but you never believed me. <laughs> and they kind of laugh. And he says, when does a person start believing the general consensus about themselves? So I was like, here we go again. This is all he did last year with his fucking bullshit self-esteem stuff. And she says, when it's right. And he says, can you do me a favor? Can you tell your friend Dawson I'm innocent? He'll believe you. She says, oh, my friend. Look, he's your friend too. And you know as well as I do that he's somewhere right now sulking over the gravity of his wrongful accusation. And Pacey says, good, let him stew in his own pride for a while. She says, we're all guilty of that. He says, I'd never accuse him of cheating. And she says, well, I'm sure he'd never take the first swing at you. And Pacey says that Dawson started the whole thing. He says, he, yeah, he says he started the whole thing. (laughs) And she tells him that she's not getting into this. He asks her what she thinks happened to the test. And she says she doesn't know. And to be honest, I don't want to know. There are certain things in life you wish you never asked and never saw. And he asks her how bad his mouth is. And she says, on your face, any reconstructive surgery whatsoever is a definite improvement. (laughs) And they're bonding. I know. I love it. They're being cute. They're being cute. They're being cute. (laughs) Cutie pies bonding. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And she, Katie Holmes looks so pretty in this scene. That Mm -hmm. blue work shirt she wears looks so good on her. So now we see Dawson sitting on his picnic table at home and the camera cuts to him and he's got a big black eye. Eve shows up and asks him if he got it back. And then she sees his eye and he says, not exactly. And she asks him what happened. And he says, that's what I've been sitting here trying to figure out. She says, and... He says, the only thing I can come up with is you, Eve. You happened to me. You and that stupid test. She says, which one of us gave you the black eye? He says, he accepts his blame in this, but don't try to tell me that you didn't know what giving me that test would do. She says, if crafting me as the villain in your little mystery helps you sleep at night, then go ahead. I like, I have problems a little bit with Dawson in this scene and his behavior towards Eve. Yes, she gave it to him, but does he really think she's that calculating? Like, do you think she's that calculating? Like, he really thinks highly of himself right now. You knew what giving me that test was going to do. This is your fault because you gave it to me and my, you know, 
whatever just ran away with itself. Like I just I I don't know. Yeah. It bugs me a little bit. He really thinks kind of so highly of himself that she sat here and go, if I give him these test papers, I want to watch the chaos that ensues. Yeah, she's he's almost blaming her for, for manipulating him in a weird way. But yeah. I don't believe anybody can be manipulated. I feel like everybody has free will. And he's excited over her. And he is a little bit changed since he met her and now he's just doing something that's so against his character and he just wanted to go to the group to like see what they all thought and it didn't work out the way he thought so now he's just angry at all of them because but he's um, blaming eve for his behavior yeah and i mean and he really just can't he can't blame anybody else but himself so like that's that's you know that's my point at least Yeah. And the thing that he should have done in the beginning, since he was so against it, was just give her back the test. Right. Or just throw it in the trash. Yeah. Like, don't bring it to anybody's attention. But he's so dramatic. First of all, cool. Like, why would you bring that on the school property? (laughs) First of all, why not say, hey, after school today, let's meet at like, let's meet at the ice house or never mind. That's burnt to the ground. Let's meet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's let's meet at you know the park or the coffee yeah. shop at you know that weird coffee slash grocery store in the street. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. meet somewhere that isn't on school property. Why would you bring that to school to begin with? It was just stupid. Because he's Dawson Leary. You're always looking for drama. No, is that what yeah. she said to him in the in the first season? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. You're always looking for something. Yeah, I I can see it in my head. So she tells him the fact is we're all criminals. It's just the stupid ones that get caught. And he goes to leave and says, nice knowing you, Eve. And she says, is that how it works? Someone offers you a view of human nature that's even remotely truthful and you just walk away? Terrifies you, doesn't it? That wholesome Dawson Leary could be so overwhelmingly attracted to someone so flawed, so real. And he says, the purpose of us spending time together was to get to know each other. And now that I know you, I don't really like you. I was like, you should have just started fucking her like she wanted. And then you wouldn't be so like in your thoughts about like everything. Just like have a good time with her. She's not trying to do anything like bad. No, yeah. I think too, he was looking to get some kind of relationship out of her when all she really wanted was a booty call. The fact that she stuck around as long as she did was impressive to me. Like, yeah, I agree. (laughs) For all the like, drama and stuff that just ensued and the whatever you're you know, exactly gave, right though she he, gave wanted him what a relationship he wanted yeah she gave him what you know he was looking for what he wanted she didn't get what she wanted she's and then like, this happened she's like i'm spending all this time with this kid and he won't even touch me <laughs> what kind of teenager is this he's broken <laughs> i would just assume he was gay <laughs> <laughs> at that point i mean you have a hot you know chick throwing yourself throwing herself at you and you're single why is he not going for it (laughs) i probably would have thought the same thing like it's not me so yeah (laughs) so weird so yeah he tells you that now that he knows her he doesn't really like her and then he turns around and he walks away and he just leaves her speechless because she's like (laughs) whatever dawson Shocked, and then she kind of laughed a little bit after that. She was like surprised at first, and then yeah, thought it was funny. She's like, "I'm still hot, and I still have a cute haircut, and I can wear whatever <laughs> I want." <laughs> and she could wasted. honestly, she could get any guy she wanted. Let's be real here. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why she's not really like, obviously upset about it. 
Yeah. She's like, well, whatever. Time wasted. <laughs> At least I was entertained. <laughs> I know. At least I got to watch Felicity in his cool bedroom. <laughs> right? Watch the drama unfold when I gave him some test papers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I planned to do when I came to Cape Side. <laughs> Where did she get the PSAT, by the way? Did she sneak into the school and, like, get it somehow? Probably, because she's, like, in and out of the, like as a senior. <laughs> you know what? So when I was a senior in high school, um, one of my electives, I actually was a guidance counselor aide. So I was in and out of the guidance counselor's office just running errands and stuff. Um, at one point, I had my hands on everybody's diplomas, and I was, like, organizing them by, like, an alphabetical order. So she probably could have just been in the office and swiped them. Well, Jamie, you could have totally stolen stuff when you were a guy. Yeah, I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> and then you would, you would have gotten caught because you would be the only person that they suspect. <laughs> what? No, well, <laughs> well, we do have a student who works in the office. <laughs> It wouldn't be her. She's too good. <laughs> She's an honor roll student every year. <laughs> what would she what? need the PSAT test for? <laughs> right? <laughs> worked. I worked hard for that bumper sticker, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. I got those bumper stickers in, um, in grade school. I, I think I made honor roll once in high school, like towards the end of my senior year. So now we're at football practice with Henry. And Jack comes over for some words of encouragement and he gets in line to go through the shoot and he keeps saying fug. That's Ugh. isn't Ugh. that the word that he tells him to say fug? Yes, I think that's Henry's word. Yeah. And uh, Jack makes it through and everyone claps and cheers. We see Henry just staring at Jen. He's getting the nerve to go talk to her and he keeps saying fug again. So he's running towards Jen and then he runs past like- her. Like, full sprint straight ahead. Like, iceberg meet Titanic. <laughs> straight ahead. <laughs> and Jen's just staring at him like, uh, is he really gonna, like, slam into me? Like, she doesn't move. She's like a deer in headlights. She's frozen. And then, like, last minute, he, like, literally the last second, he, like, cuts left, goes around her, and just runs right past everybody and leaves the field. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Very, very yeah. funny though. He's like literally at this point yelling "fug," running straight at her, and then like it's real bizarre. I probably would have been like, "Okay, he's psycho." Yeah, but that little moment they had um, when he was up on the um, at the pep rally when he like fell in front of her, and yeah. he just was sort of like staring at her. She has to know that he's like kind of into her. Oh, for sure. Jen's not an idiot. I just, I think. You know, with him running straight at her the way that she was, she was definitely like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was I probably would have thought he was a little bit um that was just, I don't know, scary. It was scary. <laughs> if somebody was running at me like that, it was a football player, literally dead straight sprint, dead-eyed looking at me like that, I'd probably be a little bit scared. <laughs> fug, 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 yeah. fug, yelling, fug. yelling fug, running straight at me, not slowing down. Like, okay, I'm about to die. <laughs> Brace for impact, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're with the we're at the PSATs with everyone. They're all taking their test. And we cut to Dawson who gets up and he hands in his test. 
he tells him long he tells mr green long story right mm-hmm. so then pacey does the same thing and he says he left the oven on so the two of them meet each other out front and pacey says remind me again why we just did that and dawson says because if we're going to beat the crap out of one another it should at least be over a chick and then they walk away together already wink 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 future what is that you know a little foretold oh that's true i didn't even think of that jamie yeah you're right wow (laughs) that went right over my head (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) that was called foreshadowing (laughs) there you go um so now we cut to andy and she is already filling out all of her bubbles before she even opened up her test booklet and she looks around she like catches herself and then she looks around to see if anyone noticed and she just continues on. So the person who stole the test was Andy McPhee. Yep. The villain of this season, apparently. So <laughs> that was the end of the episode. And next week we have home movies, which I vaguely remember. I feel like it has something to do with Dawson and Joey when they were kids. And I feel like they go to her to Dawson's aunt or something. I may be wrong. I don't know. I think I might have that confused with something else. I think the episode where they go to like his aunt's house, that's when that's later. Cause that's when um, Pacey kisses Joey and they start oh. to kind of start seeing each other. Cause they're outside. There's a fire pit. They're out there alone. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to kiss you in 10 seconds. And it literally counts down to 10 seconds. <laughs> it's really cute. Anyways, unless they go like two times, but I know that when they're there, that's when the um, kiss happens. So I think we're a little too early. I think we are too. It says Mitch and Dawson are at odds with each other again when Dawson moves forward with news piece for his mother's Philadelphia station using Mitch's star player Jack as a subject matter, even though Mitch is vehemently, vehement, vehemently opposed vehemently. to it. Meanwhile, Joey and Pacey find themselves in cahoots when they must pay the price for ditching school for the day so Pacey can work on a dream boat he plans to sail around the world in, while Andy panics and jumps to conclusions when Principal Green wants to meet with her after school after mistakenly thinking that he knows about her cheating on the PSATs. We get to finally see true love before it turns pretty. Oh, yay! So, this is not... I love this season! I have to say, though, I do like it so far. It's it is a very like I said before, it is a very different show than what we what we've been watching. But so far, I'm enjoying it. I am. I'm enjoying it a lot more than I did back then. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I felt back then that it was a different show like I feel now. So those feelings are the same. But now I'm just giving it a chance. (laughs) I'm just in. Yeah, like I'm just enjoying it more for what it is and you know when like reading more things about how the show was behind the scenes it's like very interesting to me so it's it's sort of like you know putting those sort of like pieces together for why the show was so different during that time so I don't mind it I'm excited to see how it goes and you know we still have a whole season ahead of us so I'm excited about that but any last thoughts about the episode no I'm just I'm excited I'm excited for the next episodes. Um, like I said, I love the season and, you know, the beginning of the, the next season too. So I'm just fairly excited. Yay! <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. Well, I think we can end the episode. Why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? 
You can find me at jlynn underscore book lover. And then from there in my bio, you can get to the rest of our social medias, including my Twitter account, which I've been on a little bit more lately. Not mm-hmm. a lot, but I have been trying to post just a little bit more every now and again when I remember a lot of it's just quotes and stuff. But anyways, yeah, you can find me there. Perfect. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can do so at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And you can send us an email with any kind of story or feedback you would like to share at creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to read it on our next episode. And if you would like to support us, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify. We would greatly appreciate it. But yeah, thanks for listening. We hope you liked the episode and we'll see you next week with a brand new Creek Talk podcast. Bye. Talking about Dawson's Creek.